This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Richard Engel, Secretary of State, Tony Antony Blinken, um, made a point of, of, of explaining some of the Hamas tactics for what we're about to see unfold in Gaza. And he said this, quote, Hamas uses civilians as human shields. They also hide their weapons behind civilian population centers. Israel does not target civilians. Um, any indication that Ham Hamas could or would change their ways as what you describe on unfurls? Uh, well, Hamas certainly does use human shields. It has just taken hostages, and it is holding those hostages, and they, those hostages are are both pawns to trade and they are human shields. Uh, when Israel describes uh, human shields in Gaza, they mean that Hamas hides among the population. It has some of its command centers uh, allegedly under, under hospitals or under uh, apartment buildings. Uh, and, and Hamas certainly does do that. Some of it is by constraints because it lives in a, they, they, they operate in a small, densely populated area. And some of it is for their own protection. Um, no, I, I would not anticipate that they're going to, to change their tactics now and suddenly uh, come out into the open. Uh, we also hear uh, drones o over the sky. This area is intensely watched. If Hamas gunmen suddenly started to move in formations and move around in open areas in Gaza, uh, I think they would be targeted uh, quite, quite quickly. So um, will, will Hamas change its tactics? Hamas thinks its tactics are effective. Uh, if you if you listen to the Hamas propaganda, and Hamas has been putting out a, a lot of uh, statements, they say that what they what they did was legitimate. There was just a Hamas statement in English a, a short while ago, uh, in which they claim that they they didn't hurt any civilians. They claim that they uh, have been kind to the hostages. They they insulted President Biden. A lot of what you would normally expect from Hamas, uh, but th there was no indication that they're going to change their tactics. They think what they're doing is right and justified and effective, and they, they have said that they're preparing for the Israeli uh, potentially imminent uh, ground invasion. 12 October, Year of Our Lord, 2023. I want to thank Memphis. We're going to get back to that. Um, and in this hour, I want to make sure we break this down. Hamas is just an arm of the Muslim Brotherhood. People like Seven, myself, and others have been fighting this fight for, you know, over a decade. I know it's like kind of new to other people, and we really have to break down what's happening. As, as Seb, and, Seb said in the previous hour, the single hardest thing we try to get going, initiative that we got the least traction on, and this was the team that moved the embassy uh, to Jerusalem, which was historic. I, I wanted to do it on day one. It didn't. It took place later. But that was a lift. Muslim Brotherhood, we got no lift at all. And quite frankly, if you think the CCP has infiltrated the U.S. government, which it has, and also Wall Street that it has, there is quite an issue with the Muslim Brotherhood. And of course, they say, oh, they just run schools, they just run hospitals like Hamas. Uh, it's much deeper than that. When, um, And this is why I'm saying our support for Israel, they're an ally, but all support for allies have to be conditional. 
There's a story out today uh, with General Austin saying the shipping of of ammunition is unconditional. We can't. We th- this is a very volatile situation. Last night, in fact, we'll play it later in this hour. One of the guys I think is one of the best scholars of this lives now in Boston. I think he teaches at Harvard or MIT. Was last night talked about uh, when the U.S. makes these statements in the global South. A lot of times they just laugh at this. Said you're nothing but bluster, and he made a very brutal comment. He says, not only does America not really understand diplomacy for the global South. Remember, global South is kind of this de-dollarization movement of the people that feel they have the resources in the West, particularly Western Europe, the United States, and their you know uh, allies like Israel, Singapore, Korea, Japan. Uh, have uh, have essentially just have currency, and they have they have paper money and they have resources. And his comment was brutal. He says, "Look, if you look at recent history, you know, last twenty or thirty years, they don't believe that you understand the diplomacy of the global south, and more importantly, they don't think you can win wars in the global south." This is what twenty years of uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan without winning, and that's why we started the hour. In fact, if we can get Memphis, make sure they have that uh, of George Bush, forty-eight hours. I mean, there was still smoke coming up in in nine eleven, and that clown goes and says Islam's a religion of peace. I mean, people are actually shot. This is the same guy that lied to the American people and jury rigged it so that we go on a war of our choice, a war of choice into Iraq, and here's where we are. That's why. Um, we have to be very, very careful, and you, this audience, are the stability factor. They're all saying your agents are chaos and so much is happening. And My phone's blown up now, t- one tweet after the other, uh, of people saying, oh my gosh, it's chaos up there, and we have to get a speaker right away because we have to jump in and give a resolution on Israel. You're the stability. You're the absolute rock and stability in this country right now. Always remember that. I want to bring in Michael Seifert. Michael, one of the things that our audience is most focused on, and they've kind of you've become kind of a, uh, a a like a hero to this audience, is what they call what we refer to here as the patriot economy. That was the the concept of stop giving our money to people that hate us. It's quite interesting now that the world is is it, their nuts are in the fire. Uh, they're all coming to the deplorables. They're all coming. Oh, can you come and save us? Can you come and save us? But normally, the deplorables and the hobbits get the back of the hand. That's why what you're doing is so important to build an alternative economy. Walk us through what the patriot economy is, and particularly how Public SQ, how Public Square is at the, at the tip of the spear on this. Well, thanks for having me, Steve. And I have been reminded very frequently as of late the importance of the parallel patriotic economy. As the world is falling apart, it's more important than ever to have an American economy that is America first. Our borders are wide open. Our country sold its soul to countries that hate us decades ago, and it's up to your audience. It's up to patriots like myself and our community to actually reclaim this American spirit, captivate the American public uh, with the hopes of a new American renaissance where American small businesses would prosper, 
businesses that love the country and the constitution and the values that that document protects that would focus on our own backyards before going and trying to change the world around us. That's what the American economy should be focused on. And we're proud to be the largest compilation at Public Square of businesses like that. At publicsq.com, we have over 70,000 small businesses that are values aligned with the America First movement. And we're really proud to promote them day in and day out. They're of all different industries and backgrounds. And while the economy and the world at large, again, is deteriorating, this parallel patriotic economy is actually thriving and advancing in ways that I think is taking everybody by surprise. And as you described, Steve, it's waking everyone up. When the world finally understands that we need to source our supply chain back closer to our shores, that we need to source uh, our products and goods and services from businesses that are not co-opted by the ESG and DEI movement, they're going to wonder where do we turn? And the answer is public square. The answer is your community. And so we're, uh, we're proud to uh, serve your community with public square. Michael, one of the things that people that have tried uh, the app and gone on there that, that come back to me are amazed by it, it's free. Just walk people through. If I, if I have a company that provides goods or services, you know, how do I get involved? How do I sign up? How do I get into the marketplace? And if I'm a consumer and I say, hey, look, I'll take a look at this. If you if you got patriot uh, loving companies that support my values, I'll take a look. So on the supply side for the entrepreneurs, how what do they go do to list? Walk us through that first. Well, if you're a business owner, you can head to publicsq.com, select add your business. It's free. We'll never ask you for money. You can join for free. And uh, there's opportunities to promote your business to the community in uh, pretty incredible ways. One of the really special aspects of this platform is that not only is it very liberating, it's obviously wonderful to be able to feel like you're not hiding your values, but instead you get to wear them. It's also lucrative. The parallel patriotic economy is a powerful economic engine, $7 trillion in GDP by Trump voters in the 2020 election. And more and more businesses are waking up and realizing that if they're open and proud about reaching that community, because they're a part of that community, it can be a really lucrative experience. If you're a consumer, you can join at publicsq.com for free. One exciting update, Steve, is that as of November 1, we're actually launching our e-commerce functionality. So something consumers ask us often is, hey, are you guys going after Amazon? And the brief answer is, yes, we absolutely are. November 1, we're actually taking a major step toward that direction. We've been building behind the scenes a shopping cart, one shopping cart, multiple vendors. So you can check out within the app itself, truly taking on Amazon. You're no longer going to have to have an account to sign wow. in in order to take part in that experience. We're building fast. We're taking the country wow. by storm. And it's super easy to get started at publicsq.com. Is that where people go? They go to publicsq right now and just check it out.com? You got it, Steve. That's exactly Steve, right. You've done a... You've done a great service, not just the America First movement, but you've done a great service to the country. So we'll make sure that And one November is going to be the launch of the uh, of the shopping cart where we go up against Amazon. That's Amazing. exactly right. We can't wait. You... Michael Seifert, thank you so much. Thank you for launching the company, nurturing it, getting it public, and now making sure that it works uh, for everybody. The, uh, the American patriots, as Michael said, it's a $7 trillion. Just if you just take the folks that voted for Trump, if you just want to say, hey, look, what I want to do is give my money to people that don't hate me or hate my values, that's a $7 trillion economy. Michael Seifert, thank you so much. See, that's, that's uncloudy sky right there. Thank you, brother. Public SQ, publicsquare.com, just go check it out. Here's what's, here's what's so powerful about it is that it is, um, it's free. It's totally free. If you want to 
get your company listed when the 70,000 companies are listed. Or if you want to go on and say, look, I'll, I'll take a shot at this. I'll, I'll see if I can support companies to support my value. It's all free. Just go to, the, go to the site, download it, get up on it, check it out. Uh, we've had literally tens of thousands of War of Posse members do this, and I've gotten tremendous feedback on it. So let's do it. Uh, okay, number. what's the number one priority? Stop the invasion of the southern border. If people are not talking about stopping the invasion or the coming mass deportation of these illegal alien invaders, then they're, they don't have the country's interests first. The two most important things facing this country are not Ukraine, it's not Israel. It is this ticking time bomb that's all over us now of our national debt, and it is the invasion of the southern border. And the New York Post just put out a story that ICE admits is 5.7 million illegal alien invaders that, that you're covering for. You're providing the health care, the food, you're underwriting the whole thing. The Biden regime, the illegitimate Biden regime, has foisted this on the nation. It cannot be avoided anymore. And this is why you see all the happy talk up there. By the way, Andy Ogle's just putting out a letter saying, we've got to get in a room and not come out until they've got a speaker. So you're seeing guys panic. They're absolutely panicking right now. Don't need to panic. Just go through the process. Democracy's messy. The war room posse can handle it. The nation can handle it. Don't the, the, these ribbon clerks up here on all the cable news and on the thing? They're running around. Their hair's on fire. It's the end of the world. We have to be urgent. We have to be urgent. We have to be urgent. Yes, yes, yes. We have to get things done. We got to move forward. But it's most important now, particularly in the situation in Israel, to move with discernment. And Israel's got a lot of questions answered. They actually, the IDF came out today and admitted. They put out some long, you know, memo saying, "Hey, we were not on top of things." They, they really blame that they focus on the intelligence side. They got caught unawares. I don't believe that. I just don't. I don't believe knowing that region and the intelligence services that work together, how organized this was. This was a serious, coordinated, high-precision military assault. I'm not buying people to know that. But then with the IDF, the other side of the equation, it was five, six, seven. People are saying today on MSNBC, maybe eight, ten hours before forces, troops were deployed down there to put this down. Also, and maybe I can cut that if we have it cut after Jeff is on. Last night on where they had the Israelis and members of the IDF and members who had been, and when they were younger in the IDF and were now commentators or analysts, and this was coming from both inside uh, Israel and also uh, folks that had been in the Israeli either government or been in the Israeli uh, military, they were all talking, you know, the number one thing they were talking about, they're talking about the, the southern part was the border, the border, the border, the wall that was there that got breached, the border. You have to have a border, the border, the border. It's very important for Israel to have a border. It is. In fact, the people that worked on that wall, the company that worked on that wall was an advisor to us, and we built the wall. They're one of the first companies you reached out to because they built such an incredible barrier down there on the southern border of, of uh, Israel, and then also over in the Sinai. So uh, quite extraordinary. But everybody was focused on the border, the border, the border. They never talk about it here. You don't see the people on Capitol Hill when they're talking about speaker. Nobody says the border. They're talking about, we have to get, we must get a speaker immediately because we have to put out a resolution about Israel. We must get a speaker immediately because we must get uh, supplementals. We must get supplementals for Ukraine and Israel immediately. What we have to do immediately is work our way through 
and make sure that we get a speaker that's going to be committed to massively cutting spending, putting America first, and solving this problem immediately on the southern border about the invasion of our country, and start the process of putting money up or cutting other money off or shutting down the government unless we commence the mass deportations that are in front of us. And if you think there have been some bad days in Israel over the last four or five days, you wait till we start the mass deportations here in this country. Just wait for it. And wait for all these, uh, you know, all the ADL that's now saying, oh, you got to put money into Israel, you got to defend Israel, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do that. And if you don't, you're with Hamas. You wait to those same guys, Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, ADL, all of them. You wait to the mass deportations take place in this country. You wait for it. Just wait for it. They're going into Gaza. They're going to go into Gaza tomorrow. MSNBC saying about it. They're going to go into one of the most uh, uh, condensed urban areas in the world. It's twice the size of Washington, D.C., the district itself, not Northern Virginia and in the, in the Maryland suburbs, just the district. The district has roughly, I don't know, 700,000 people. Gaza has over 2 million. And if you've seen Gaza, it looks like, I mean, every it's all these you know, mid-rises, I don't know, 10, 20 stories high, packed. Uh, the places, um, you know, President Trump had a term for places like that. You're going into urban combat with the, with the IDF sometime in the next day or two of, of what they're saying. This is what MSC is saying. They're prepped and ready to go. We've seen the uh, we've seen all the footage of the tanks and the uh, in the in the equipment. So uh, and they're going to remove uh, they're going to remove Hamas. Well, and all they're doing is cheerleading. Oh yeah. We, so what are they going to have our back? Or they're going to have our back when we have to remove the folks here in the United States of America? Is that is that the deal? We got that deal. Is that a deal we got? I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't think we do. I don't think we do. And you know we don't. Let, let's have a serious conversation about this. I want to bring in Jeff Ranforth now. Rainforth now. Jeff is an investigative reporter, worked with him for years. Jeff, your photos yesterday, your images yesterday were absolutely shocking about the invasions that going on the border. First off, you've gone to some pretty tough locations. You were there at Hong Kong in, in the riots yep. when, the, when the CCP was shutting down Hong Kong. You've been in some pretty tough places. Give me your assessment of, and you were there with We Build the Wall, We Built the Wall, all of it. Tell me your assessment of the U.S. border today and what is happening, sir. Uh, it's a thousand times worse than it was when we started with We Built the Wall. Um, I remember when we built the wall in uh, Sutherland Park, New Mexico, there was about, in that one area, there was about 700 coming across a week. Um, now we're talking, when I was in Yuma, my last tour, in Yuma alone, one spot, it was 800 a night. And some of, I showed you some of those photos and the videos. It was just epic, uh, unreal photos. Um, now, where I am today, it's even crazier. It's thousands coming across in one spot in uh, Loopville, Arizona. It's completely switched to a place in the middle of nowhere. Like the nearest grocery store is a 200-mile round trip for me. So I'm camping out here amidst all the, the craziness. So um, it's under the Biden administration, Democrat Socialist administration, it has completely gone insane. And it's getting worse from what I hear from uh, Michael Yon and the Daring Gap. Now, Daring Gap, Michael, we're trying to get Michael, hopefully, and Ann uh, over the, up in the next day or two. I want to go this, this footage that's showing is mind-blowing. 
Walk our audience through. You've got daytime footage. You've got nighttime footage. I'm just, I mean, what are we actually seeing? Tell me, describe to our audience, and particularly, if, this is why podcast and radio audience, you have to go to warroom.org. You know, Mo, Grace, Jane Zirkel, we put up a, uh, basically a newsletter every day. We have video, but you get to see the, you get to see the visuals. You must see the visuals. If you hear us on audio, either podcast, or if you hear us on the radio in the, in the John Frederick Radio Network and the other independent stations we're on. You must see, because then you get the the work of the Jane, uh, of the Jeff Rainforths in the world and the Michael Yans and this footage and Berkwam and others. It's absolutely stunning. What are we watching? What are we looking at? Okay, so this was last night. Uh, this was day two uh, since I got here. And I was tipped off that there would be a large group coming over and it was getting late at night. Uh, prior night, it was around sunset that I got the amazing shots of just thousands coming over. Uh, this time, it started with a bunch of people from Africa, more from Senegal, who were, that I showed you in the, the first time I was on, those were the first people from Africa that I saw here. And there's tons of them coming over. Uh, I looked up Senegal. Uh, it, apparently, it's just, there's a lot of migration going from uh, some West African countries and African countries up into Europe. And it's spilling over into the United States. Um, there's uh, some unrest going over in that country because of uh, a leader who they think is corrupt or whatever. But nothing major. Like it's been going on for the last ten years, apparently. But we're just seeing it now in massive amounts. So what you saw in the beginning of that was, I think I walked up and against the wall were the people from Africa. Um, they separate them from the people from South America, South, South and Central America. Uh, for I don't know why, you know, there's some administrative reason to do that. Um, and the people from Africa are there the longest. Uh, so, but I don't know. They're they're cutting the wall with um, power power cutting tools now. That's what I was told last night by the border patrol. I know I told you, um, gosh, uh, last night also that the floodgates were left open. By, on the border wall were left open by DHS. The top leaders of DHS left the floodgates on the wall in the sector open on purpose, which allowed for hundreds or tens of thousands to get through a week. And um, I just read it, the New York Post was the one who reported that. I told them that yesterday. And um, uh, apparently they've shut them now. I, I actually saw some, I got some film of some um, right over, I'm gonna show you. Like the, the wall, border wall is right behind me here over that hill. I'm not sure if you can see it. I can barely see my, my screen. But um, so now what they're doing is the cartel coyotes, whatever, they're uh, cutting through the wall, the big wall, the bollard sections that we put up, even bigger than what we put up with, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what kind of metal cutting tools they're using, but uh, the, the border you know, it's a basic commercial setting in, like any uh, hardware store, and they're cutting through it and letting people through right now. And that's where the, how they're getting these thousands a night right now. And so that's what was happening last night. Um, and they're yep. coming through. Uh, we had some Middle Easterners coming over last night also. I got the, that on film, the Border Patrol calling it out. Well, we're hearing Southern Arizona is becoming a new place for, for Syrians and for uh other refugees from the area. Let me ask you, Senegal is 96.6% Muslim. Mauritania is 100% Muslim. 
Are, is there any, and if we get, if you see, as we go through the B-roll, if you see the daytime shots, these are military-age men. In fact, I commented yesterday, I think, that when I saw it, it was like my nephew, who just recently got out of the Army, when he would be there with his buddies like that. They, these are military-age men, and they look like they got the camaraderie of people. I mean, they don't look starving. They don't look beaten down. They don't look perfect. They look like they're, they look like uh, soldiers who are getting ready for a weekend of, uh, of liberty. I mean, this is so obvious what's happening. Is any screening going on at ever uh, for a country like Senegal that's 96.6% Muslim? Is any screening going on whatsoever that you see about stopping the radical jihadis from coming in? The same for anybody who comes over. It's just they process them. Uh, sometimes they'll take out like a photo uh, with a cell phone on it. That was in Yuma. I haven't seen it here where they take a, it's like a biometrics or whatever. I saw it in Yuma. I haven't seen it here whatsoever. I think they're just overwhelmed because there's so many uh, people coming across, illegal aliens coming across. They have to call up so many agents from differing sectors. It's crazy because this was so quiet. It's so in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing near it. And it just exploded. And so there's agents coming in from all across uh, wherever the Border Patrol has agents because they need help so much. So I think it's probably uh, just they're overwhelmed. And they told me last night that that also, because there's so many coming through, they're unable to go uh, take out the fentanyl uh, traffickers, et cetera, drug traffickers. And uh, they're just, they're they're at their wits end. Um, so there's a different story. Jeff, if you could, on you, the ground. Yeah, if you can just hang on for a second, because I don't want to spend more time with this when we get back. Um, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the number one priority of this nation. I don't care. Anybody else that says anything else, no. It's here. It's here. We can be supportive of Israel. Israel's got to defend itself. It's got to strike back, and it should strike back hard. Okay? And we will support them uh, conditionally. If this thing gets into killing a lot of civilians, if this gets into you know people that want to do bombing raids, on civilian targets, you got to draw a line. Now they've committed to work with inside the the rules of the laws of war. Although you remember when we first started taking the fight to the Muslim nations back in the early 2000s, they were on our troops nonstop. Just remember that they were on our troops nonstop because we were the great demon. We're going to take a short break. This is the number one priority in our nation right now is to stop the invasion of southern border. Look at this. Every night's the same thing. And Biden and them, they're just going to give you happy talk. They tell, oh, the border's closed. Now they want to sit down there and slap a little uh, uh, wire down there and say they're building border wall because they understand this is not playing with the American people. A nation that can't stand up and secure their border is going to be something that's not going to be a nation. Listen to the Israelis talking about defending their country. All night long, it's talking about borders, borders, borders. Short commercial break. Back in the war in a moment. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. 
In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401K from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. It can happen anywhere. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides. Regular cell phone service is fragile and can go down in an instant. Just ask the folks out in Maui. And when that happens, how will you contact your loved ones? That's why you absolutely need a satellite phone. Regular cell phones cover less than 8% of the Earth's surface. But with your sat phone, if you can see the sky, you can make a call. It's got 100% global coverage, ensuring you're always within reach. Your calls are secure and private. No one's eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military trusts these phones to communicate securely. Your text messages encrypted. Only the intended recipient can read them. Everything you do with this phone is 100% private and 100% secure. Right now... War Room's trusted partner, Satellite Phone Store, is giving you a free Marsat satellite phone with a 12-month plan if you go to sat123.com slash Bannon right now. That's sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon right now. Be ready for anything, earthquake, wildfires, terrorism, anywhere on Earth with your new satellite phone today, as well as your free bonuses. Visit sat123.com slash Bannon and use Code Steve50 at checkout for free activation or dial 855-980-5830 to snag your free Amarsat satellite phone today. That's sat123.com slash Bannon, code Steve50, or call 855-980-5830. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home, that legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners and that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. 
I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Oh, is rock solid. We're working urgently to get Israel what it needs to defend itself, and we will do so even as we continue to support the people of Ukraine as they fight against Russian aggression. Make no mistake, we can and will stand by Israel even as we stand by Ukraine. The United States can walk and chew gum at the same time. But we need to be reminded, right? That was U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin on the imperative of doing what he just said, walking and chewing gum at the same time, being able as a country to provide aid to both our allies and friends in Ukraine and to Israel. It comes amid calls by some in the MAGA Republican Party, people like Missouri Senator Josh Hawley of Raised Fist fame, to divert aid from Ukraine to Israel. As our next guest puts it, quote, our allies, Ukraine and Israel, are rare outposts of struggling democracy, surrounded by authoritarian enemies sworn to destroy them by genocidal aggression. Our national security demands that we defend both, not pit their needs for funds against one another. The path is clear. Joining us now is the man who wrote those words, Professor Lawrence Tribe. He has taught constitutional law at Harvard Law School for five decades and is considered one of the foremost constitutional law experts in the country and the world. Joining me at the table, author of the Beinart Notebook on Substack and MSNBC political analyst Peter Beinart. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I practice, but I I can never be sure. Professor Tribe, let me start with you. I, I want to start with the funding issue, but then I want to get to, um, I, I, before I go to bed, the last four days, I pull up your Twitter feed and I, and, I, and it's usually the last thoughts that I have or the, 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 the warnings and the worries and the admonitions that you have. So I want to get to all of it, but let's start first with this false choice about funding our allies. Well, it's humbling to know that my thoughts are the ones that you look at. I'm afraid that you won't have. I should be watching Netflix, but I'm, I'm looking at your tweets instead. Here, Talk to us about this. You've written extensively about the threat of no labels, about what it means for 2024. Put this into context for us. Why does no labels mean a Trump victory? Well, thank you very much, uh, Emily. Uh, I know you're all day that uh, Donald Trump represents the greatest threat to democracy since before the Civil War. So I'm not going to talk about that. But what that does mean is that democracy is on the ballot in 2024. And for that reason, for me, my single biggest priority is to make sure that Donald Trump is defeated. In an ordinary year with two relatively unpopular major party candidates, a third party candidate may make sense. But 2024 is not an ordinary year because a third party candidate, and especially a candidate. President Trump's up by nine points. This is Emerson. 
This is not Richard Barris. This is not Trafalgar. This is Emerson. Trump up by nine in the Keystone State. Up by nine. Biden's at 36. Biden's seen a ceiling in the 30s, the the high 30s in a a lot of places. That's where they panic. That's New York City. They had a two-day conference on stopping Trump. They're in full panic mode. Remember, this is the Donald Trump who's the greatest, what do you say, the greatest threat to democracy since before the Civil War. Now, hang on for a second. Let me think about this. Uh, Israel was at peace, right? We moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Nothing happened. Total crickets. And they had told us internally, you're going to have 5,000 hostages. You're going to have an explosion. Hamas is going to go. Hezbollah is going to attack. Nothing. Crickets. Because of Donald J. Trump. Southern border. Finally under control for the first time, and the wall started, and he was, remember, in 18, it just hit time and time again, with the biggest culprits being Mitch McConnell and particularly Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan was adamant he was not going to push any money whatsoever when we controlled the place for the, uh, for the Southern Wall. That's what Trump was up against, and still got control of it by hook and crook. We also did the travel ban in the first couple of weeks of the administration. Remember that? Oh, my God, they're shutting down the airports. It was terrible. They're here pulling their hair out. It's unconstitutional. These people are lawless. They're fascists. They're Nazis. Only upheld by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And if memory serves me correctly, now let me think about this for a second. Memory serves me correctly. That's right. No terror attacks the entire time. Four years of President Trump's administration. No terror attacks. No radical jihadis. No radical jihadis. None. Hmm. Interesting. That was Donald Trump. That was the 45th president of the United States. Uh, now they're calling him the most, uh, what, dangerous, biggest threat to democracy since, uh, biggest threat to democracy since before the Civil War. Yep. Yep. That's what they're saying. Park City, Utah. It's Mitten Romney, and it's, uh, it is the hack. Uh, Paul Ryan, that's the, the, it's not in our DNA to accept Trump as a Republican nominee. So they've already said they're going to work against him to stop him getting to the White House. You've got the Stop Trump Conference of New York swells. Uh, I think some of those folks are a little more nervous this week than they were last week. Uh, and remembering what President Trump did for the state of Israel and, quite frankly, for the Jewish community in the United States of America, for their safety and protection and their well-being as American citizens. Next week it's uh, it's Glenn Youngkin. They're gonna have they're gonna have so many billionaires there. This is really the they're bringing the heavy guns in because Youngkin he's the great white hope. He's the great pencil neck hope, right? If he takes the Senate, Virginia, in these kind of off year elections, they're gonna say, oh my gosh, this is a guy can bring in suburban moms. You know, he wears khaki pants. He wears a a, a vest. He's a he's a guy. Looks like he wanted a barbecue next door. Well, a guy that the, the barbecue next door is not the hammer you need to do what has to be done in this country. That would be Donald J. Trump, and people know that. And that's why the hate is coming out like you've never seen before. Jeff, you, you made a comment. I'm going to go back to Jeff Rainforth. Investigative reporters down the southern border has had amazing images in Lukeville. Um, before I go to specifically about Lukeville, you made a comment that sent a chill down for me. If people have seen the movie Sicario, and if you have not seen Sicario with Emily Blunt, it is a masterpiece. And Sicario shows you, this movie's five or six years old now, it shows you exactly the reality of the cartels, the DEA, on the southern border. 
and the action moves from from Arizona to El Paso, Texas, exactly where we built the first wall. Now, uh, and Juarez is a is a community, and you see it in this film. That's absolutely it's. I mean, it's like Gaza. It's combat every night. Jeff, you said something at the beginning of this that sent a chill down my spine. You said Steve, because Jeff was with us back when we did we build the wall back in uh, back in uh, nineteen. You said, Steve, it is 10 times worse today than it was then. And, brother, it was so overwhelming then. What, what do you mean by that? In the sheer amounts of how many people are crossing illegally, that's from what I see, because I'm, like, on the ground for the last year, year and a half, I've been on the border filming, and it's just how many are coming across, and now especially under the Biden administration, uh, with them basically letting it happen, as opposed to when Trump was here and he actually had, he got the Mexican government to get their military on the ground, which I saw personally and I've interacted with uh, when I'm over in El Paso area near our wall. Um, that was just, they're, they're allowing it to happen and the numbers are staggering. And I mean, millions have come in uh, so far under Biden, by what, what is it, like 7 million now or something like that. But it's just the numbers and um, the cartels. Like, I was stalked by a cartel scout the other day. I got used to who these people are uh, back from when we were doing the wall, and I worked with all the experts, etc. Uh, right on the other side of this this wall out here in Lukeville, I was filming, and I had my tripod and camera set up, and this scout came with with a mask over his face, riding a BMX bike like they do. They use them out there on the border. And he just was eyeballing me for like five minutes. And I tried to, I jocularly was like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? He's like, uh, uh, and then he like starts riding away. But he was eyeballing me for five minutes. The cartels are there because those are, that's their product on the ground right there that you're looking at right now. And I don't know what, you know, they might get a little bit more brazen even than that and start acting out on this side of the border. Uh, I was told by undercover uh, Leo in uh, El Paso that cartels had bought up 50% of the businesses in that city. And that was in 2019 when we are doing the wall. Um, I don't, you know, it's, it's just out of control. And uh, I see it more every day. Here is just crazy. Jeff, before I let you go, why Lukeville? Lukeville's in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of popped up. You know, you had Yuma. You had these places that either were crossings or were well-known. Lukeville's never been on anybody's map about this. You're in the middle of nowhere. Like you said, you're camping out. And if you want to go to a grocery store, you got to go like 100 miles. Why Lukeville, Arizona? Why is that the new hotspot? You know what I think? Well, first, it was the uh, the floodgates. The border walls out here, because of flooding, have floodgates uh, built into them. And so they can actually be opened if there's monsoonal rains or whatever. And there's a lot of debris coming through, which can compromise the border wall system. Um, so those will be opened when it's flooding and then closed when it's not. What the DHS did, which I told you earlier and yesterday, was the upper, the upper echelons at DHS had those floodgates open for over two months, uh, just shut them recently. There was no flooding and they welded them open and the cartels got wind of it and started pushing everybody up this way. And it was reported in the New York Post, I think it was uh, September. And, and that was what ha was going on here. And 
and that's what it started it all. And then, and now they're just cutting through, uh, literally, I guess because they're already trafficking people here because of that. Now they're just literally cutting through the border wall with uh, commercial grade uh, metal cutting tools. So until, I mean, until they go back to Yuma, this is it. And, um, and it's brutal out here. It's hot. It's desert. There's nothing. The, the closest little town is uh, 35 miles away. And that closes down at like 6 p.m. So there's literally nothing here. Maybe they just want to more people to escape. Maybe they got more uh, fentanyl, other drugs coming through here. Maybe they've got a processing center, uh, some uh, some super uh, processing centers on the other side of the border for a mess, uh, cocaine, whatever they're doing, uh, uh, processing over there now. Um, fentanyl. But uh, for whatever reason, it is here and it's it's constant. Um, so, and some of these people that I, I showed you these people from uh, Senegal, from West Africa, and I was, I went up to them and I was asking them, are you, where are you from? Where are you from? And some of them were just looking at me like I was, I just was meat to them. They wanted to cut me up. I swear to God, I've seen some bad hombres in my day. These dudes just no. were like, yeah. we'll. Look at this right here. I want you. I want you. I want. I want you to look at that right there. That's coming into your country every night, and you're paying for it. And they're laughing at you. They're laughing at you. I want to. I want you to be angry. I want you to be focused. I want you to say this is the result. This is. And by the way, these people are rational actors. They're the rational actors. This is caused by radical Democrats, the Biden regime, also the Chamber of Commerce. All of it. The whole fix is in on this thing. New York Post is reporting today. That you don't have to listen to Steve Bannon, you don't have to listen to Seb Gork or anybody. 5.7 million illegal aliens have been here, and you're underwriting all of it. Jeff, where do they go to your website, to all your footage, reporting, social media, all of it? Steve, I'm on uh, Rainforth Report on all social media. Substack, I'm really pushing right now, so it's Rainforth Report on Substack. Looking to get uh, like uh, $2,000 in sub monthly subs so I can be out here all the time. Um, we've got an awesome start out, thanks to you, uh, like $5 a, a month, et cetera, subscriptions. And we everybody's welcome to go there. doesn't matter. You don't have to like contribute or, or whatever. Just subscribe there. And uh, we're looking to get like a couple grand a month so I can be out here on the border looking uh, scouting and then also seeing what we can do with concertina wire placement, possible aerial, uh, anti-cartel, uh, stuff uh, that I've got some ideas on. I'm working with a lot of different people. So yeah, Rainforth Report on Substack. Everything across my social media, that's it. Rainforth Report. Jeff, thank you. We'll make sure we drive a lot of traffic over there. Thank you so much. Great reporting as usual. Stay safe. Awesome. Thank you, brother. You know, when we we bring in, we bring in Jan and, and Vandersteel and Oscar Blue Ramirez, Ben Burkwam, Jeff, I mean, these people are, they are very tough. The parts they go to in this world are incredible. I mean, and it's dangerous. He says, look, and these guys have been in a lot of bad jams before. When a guy like Jeff's sitting there saying, hey, the guys were giving me stink eye, that's, you know, you should write that down. This is unacceptable. Number one priority. If we can't stop the invasion of your country, you don't have a country. Might as well just throw it in. Um, there's a lot going on right now. I want to turn back to uh, the whole situation up on Capitol Hill. Scalise is not getting traction. He's starting to get stink eye. And people are saying, you got to be able to show us a path of how you're going to get to 217 because you're 30 and you're actually decreasing. That's being hammered out right now behind closed doors. 
Uh, I think this thing's going to explode tonight, and we'll see. But let's go. I think we got a clip from McCarthy. Let's go ahead and play that. Never said in there, you know, I don't think the Lord Jesus himself could get 217. There's some validity to that thing. There's 217. We're very broken. Very broken. That's Republican Congressman today voicing the growing concern in the party that this race to replace ousted Speaker McCarthy could end up with a party even more broken than the acrimonious process that got McCarthy the gavel in the first place. Now, the potential replacement, Steve Scalise, squeaked by with more Republican votes in this private party meeting yesterday, but that doesn't mean he can win on the floor or do any better than McCarthy's path to his short-lived speakership. And the news tonight is that while Scalise has been trying to project a kind of inevitability, and they were talking about a floor vote, there are actually signs that he can't close. That scheduled or discussed vote has now been delayed. One internal critic says Scalise is not unifying the GOP conference, and no one knows when the vote is coming. It's a big hill, though. He told a lot of people he's going to be at 150. He wasn't there. We need to elect a speaker. I wish we were not in this situation. Well, it's pretty obvious Steve Scalise doesn't have the votes. If we're here till Sunday, Monday, Tuesday next week, and we don't have some, we got to come up with another option here. We're joined by co-founder Punchbowl News reporter Anna Palmer. Uh, welcome. This is a big story, and it raises the question, is, is this a McCarthy hardliner thing? Is this a Scalise thing, or is this just the state of this GOP caucus? a good question. I think it really showcases how dysfunctional the Republican Party is right now. We've had years of just dissatisfaction with the Republican leadership, McCarthy being the most recent, but of course there was Paul Ryan, there was John Boehner before uh, both of them, and now they've ousted McCarthy, but clearly these races are all about momentum, and Steve Scalise does not have the momentum. Unclear if he's ever going to be able to get there. Uh, you know, the numbers are really pretty stark when you look at he actually has less support today than he did yesterday. And how do you measure that? You, you know that he was at that number to be in a bare majority and then public defections? Yeah, there's been some public defections. He's also had some meetings with uh, different factions of the conference. And nobody has come out saying, all right, we're going to actually move our support in behind Scalise. I think that's the big thing here. It's not as if he just has to deal with the most conservative Republicans not being for him. There's also the moderates that aren't for him. There's a bunch of people within this conference that aren't for him, more than 100 people. That's a lot of folks that you're going to have to convince. And the fact that he's had multiple meetings... And it's not as if the momentum is moving in that direction. Yeah. And okay, stay up with me on um, on Getter throughout the night. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of action. You, you, you are having a massive impact. Did you hear what she said? And she's the co-founder of Punchbowl. And these guys do a great job up on Capitol Hill. It's kind of the head count. Uh, she said he's going in reverse. He's actually losing more. People have flipped like Anna Paulina Luna. That's because of you. You, you have manned the phones a day, and you've broken the second speaker in a row. Because Scalise, there's no momentum for Scalise all. That, I think, will end up tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, programming note, and I didn't get to this earlier on the earlier show. 7 o'clock, as soon as we go here, we're going to play the Carrie Lake. She's got a new podcast. She's running for Senate, but this is something she's been working on. I think she has Eric Trump tonight in an amazing interview. And then at 8... Laura Logan has the new installment on her, on, on the series she's doing on J6. You're not going to want to miss this. Laura Logan, we're going to play both of these up on our Getter channels over the weekend. But first shot tonight, you got Carrie Lake at 7 as soon as we get off here. So just stick around on Getter. I think Grace and Moa put it up on Rumble also. 
Then at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, you're going to have Laura Logan. I will be up on Getter putting up analysis and commentary throughout the evening. As soon as we get some breaking news on Scalise, I know they're going to go to Jordan next. Uh, we'll get into it. I want to thank the team at Birch Gold. Look, if you think it's turbulent right now, you ain't seen nothing yet. We're really going to go into it now. We're really going to go into it. The world's on fire. And unfortunately, the number one place is on fire is in Israel right now. Also, this invasion on our southern border, what's happening in our country. Just so you see what's happening in Gaza, you just think down the range, folks. We start removing six to eight million illegal alien invaders out of this country. Think what that's going to be and see who has our back. Remember, all the masks are coming off. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. You get the whole thing, get the intellectual part of it and the end of the dollar empire. And you get the practical part of it when you talk to Philip Patrick and the team and say, hey, look, talk to me about gold. Also want to thank the team over Jace Medical. We're trying to get you ahead of uh, any emergencies. JaceMedical.com. Go check it out right today. Make sure you don't get caught. Like, unfortunately, people in Maui got caught with that emergency. Don't get caught, particularly if something happens. Remember, tomorrow's a global day of jihad put out by uh, Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood. Look for what's going to happen in Paris, Brussels, and London. Also here in the United States, we're going to be here. Hopefully, I get a Raheem on. we got an incredible show tomorrow morning already lined up. Stick around, 7 Cary Lake, 8 o'clock, Laura Logan. I'll be up all night. See you back here live, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I am the last person on earth to nag you about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't. And you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable and field of greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Now, let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com. Code Bannon. Take agency. Do it today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.